Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mike Claiborne. Claves, how are you doing this morning? Gary, um, I'm not sure if it gets any better. I'm playing really well right now on the golf course. And, uh, You're on the course I'm right now. Happy. I'm playing right now. I just sat out a hole because I wanted to talk to two of my favorite people. Brooke, congratulations and welcome. Thank you, Claims. Thank you so much. You've been you've been a great supporter of mine for so many years. So this is great talking you know, to you. You're gonna have a lot of fun with this. Those two jokers you're working with every day, they show up looking to have a good time, and, and they they're gonna insist you have it too. So have fun with it. We, Thank we, you. We do have fun, Claves. We were reading an article by Jim Bowden of the Athletic, who writes about Jack Flaherty potential being comeback player of the year, has him at number four, and he wrote that if the Cardinals, if Jack Flaherty is he does become the comeback player of the year, the Cardinals could have multiple champagne celebrations in October, Mike. Claves, is it that simple for this Cardinals team? Do they go just as Jack Flaherty goes? If he's as good as advertised, can they be champions this year? Yeah, they could. You know, good pitching is contagious, man. And when your best pitcher is really good, then guess what? Everybody else shows up trying to keep up. Yep. And, and we saw a little bit of that yesterday with uh, Jack getting off to a great start. And then here comes Steven Matt. I don't think he had a foul ball out of the infield mm-hmm. yesterday. I mean, so when you think about those two, but – you know, the, the Jack Flaherty thing was very encouraging yesterday. Um, it, it was almost like with each inning he was doing something different. The first inning he was just trying to get a feel. Mm-hmm. Second inning he was, you know, using all of his pitches. And the third inning he was basically saying, all right, situational, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to go after a guy. And the way he and Wilson Contreras were working together yesterday – that might be the chemistry of, of all chemistries, uh, the way those two were working. And I know they, they he's caught them on the backfields, but um, I talked to Wilson for a little bit yesterday, and he was very happy with Jack's development and is uh, looking forward to working with him. So uh, good good day yesterday. Again, it's the first day, right. small sample size. But can you imagine, Kerry, if he'd given up four runs and yeah. six hits? Can you imagine what it, what the show would be like today? Oh, <laughs> we would be it would be anarchy, Claves. You, would, you, you, would have, you and Brooke would have to wear a helmet. Okay, I mean, it would be that that rough around there, man. Claves, you talked about Wilson Contreras and and his importance. How, there's been some concern about him being able to. Uh, hold a pitching staff accountable, do his job in the manner that Yachty did. Do you think he's going to have any issues with that this season? No, no, I I really don't. That's a great question because, you know, we always saw him from the other side, but I've watched him really go out of his way to communicate with guys and try and be on the same page and and ask questions, watches a lot of video. And I, I think the plus for him is the fact that, you know, he's faced all these guys before. Right. So now he has a chance to peel off that next layer to learn about them as people. Uh, I think he's the right catcher for this team. And there were some other guys out there. You know, you heard me talk about Sean Murphy. I thought he would be a very good addition. 
But the more you're around Wilson Contreras, the more you say, yep, this is the guy for us. And, and I say that because of his experience against the Cardinals. So he, he'd have a better feel than any of the other catchers who were available in the offseason. Klaibs, Dylan Carlson also has been a hot topic this morning. Do you still think that he's fighting for his life to be in the Cardinals lineup? What are your thoughts on his progression? Obviously, he had a decent day yesterday, right? Yeah, he did, Brooke. You know, he hit a home run from the left side, hooray, uh, (laughs) into the wind. And if you know anything about Roger Dean, at this time of the year, the wind blows in, and uh, it's a pitcher's ballpark. It's a pitcher's ballpark. But he's having some better swings. Um, you know, he's still trying to find his load with regard to when he raises that foot and how how much he raises that right foot uh, before he swings. But you know what? Yeah, I, I would say that he's in a battle. I think he's in a battle. But but here's the thing. Tyler O'Neill hasn't set the world on fire when he was here. I, I think he was, what, two for 12 or, three, you know, he, he was hitting under 200. Uh, no home runs. So, you know, and, and Lars Newbar was just, having a so-so spring. Now, granted, they have very small sample sizes, but, you know, Dylan Carlson is no worse or no better than those two right now. All right, so big question for you now. I know I that you know say that flag, day, yeah, flag <laughs> day is the real opening day, right? That's what you always yeah, you say. So right. I want you to tell me, what do you think the opening day Cardinals outfield will look like and what will the flag day Cardinals outfield look like? Well, the flag day lineup will look different than the opening day because Jordan Walker will be on the flag day roster <laughs> if he continues at this pace. And, and here's here's the thing. If Carlson or one of the other guys gets hot in the spring, then, you know, Jordan Walker needs to go somewhere and play. I don't think he's a guy that can sit here and watch. He's got to go somewhere and play. And remember, he never played in AAA. Uh, and the reason why I'm, I'm – good with that I, I love their manager and their coaching staff in, in Memphis so they'll get him even closer to being ready but I don't think we'll see it unless somebody has an ouchie or a boo-boo and has a hamstring pull <laughs> like Bobby Bonilla then I really see them just trying to say let's keep him somewhere where he can continue to grow um, but you know when you look at him now this last week here's what I always remind people of you know he's seeing a lot of fastballs maybe a few change-ups, but he's not seeing a team that's game plan for him. He's not having a chance to truly adjust between pitches. And it's not that he can't do it. I think he's a very bright guy. I think he has a real good baseball IQ. But I think he's going to have to go through that in order to really assess where he's at and where he needs to be. Well, you know the follow-up question is, okay, if he's in by flag day, then who's out? Well, somebody might go down with an injury, or you may have to make a deal. So here's the thing, and here's the other, the other item. You may have somebody of that group that still has options where maybe he goes to the minors if he's not playing well. Um, But you also need to take into account about this. Uh, You have a dearth of talent on the infield and the outfield that teams would be kicking the tires for to try and maybe make a deal with. Now, I know at the beginning of the year, everybody said, we got to get a starter, we got to get an ace. And you still might. You know, I mean, you never have enough pitching. But I think you're in a real prime position right now where you can go out and, and wait for something to come up and you have the assets to move to get yourself a prize player that can really help your team down the stretch.
We're visiting with Mike Claiborne, who is somewhere on a golf course in Florida, and we are extremely <laughs> jealous. Claves, when you look at uh, th- this this outfield, it's packed with a lot of players. One name that, that continues to come up, Moises Gomez. What are your thoughts about him, and does he have a potential, any potential to make a, a, a push for, for a spot in that outfield? Well, you know, Kerry, when you hit 39 home runs in the minors, you have to pay attention to him, right? <laughs> right. But, but we haven't seen that power yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's hitting for average. I mean, he's not a bad hitter. Uh, he's got a couple of holes in his swing. I think I know how to pitch him if, he's, if we had to face him. But, you know, I think the fact, because he doesn't really have a defensive position, uh, if you ask anybody what's his best position, they tell you batter's box. Uh, he made a really good play yesterday, though, in the outfield. Uh, but I don't know if he's a guy, unless he starts exerting a lot of power, he too is a guy that you probably want to make sure has more bats in the minors. Hey, uh, Clay, before we get you out of here, I want to ask your thoughts about what you saw about with Ja Morant over the past couple of days from the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, just making some some really poor decisions and, and been suspended indefinitely by his ball club. What do you think about this? Well, you know what? First of all, you're right. He's made some poor decisions, and I think that has a lot to do with his crew. And I'll start with his family. You know, I mean, this is a guy that you have to – invest in and you know as a parent and, and I'm one and carry you one mm-hmm. you know sometimes you, you can't be your kid's best friend right you know you got to draw a line and say hey look is that a smart thing to do and you have to think about the people you associate yourself with now these are his his crew his guys from back in the day and I get that but it, it's it's your money not their money and it's your status not their status and you really have to do a better job of, of surrounding yourself with positive situations and security because in this day and age going out, man, you know, you're taking a lot of things in your own hand by how people treat you in public. Uh, I'm glad he stepped forward and acknowledged that maybe there's some things he should be doing differently uh, because this thing can get off the tracks really quick and we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think because the NBA and I commend the NBA, you know, they don't mess around, man. You get in trouble with one of them, they're they going to climb up your tree to the point where there won't be a leaf on the branch. But <laughs> in the NBA's case, they are very adamant. And I don't know, uh, for like the rookie orientation, you have to go, it's like two days, maybe three, and they take you through every off-court scenario you can imagine, whether it's uh, having a posse, uh, promiscuous women, people trying to take your money, and they go through it. And if you don't go, there is a huge fine to you and your team. They don't mess around. So the NBA prepares their players as well as any of the team sports that I see with regard to the, the temptations and the challenges that you're going to face. Now, with regard to uh, Morant, here's the biggest challenge I think the NBA has. What do you do? Do you suspend them for an extended period of time? Because now you put that team in peril for postseason play mm-hmm. as far as a, a playoff spot. So you're going to punch the whole team for the act of one individual who is contrite by his action. So maybe it's not as lengthy. You can't get in these guys' pockets, man. I mean, these guys make so much money, you can only find them so much. But there's got to be some middle ground here to just to let you know that the NBA has their fingerprints on this and to let you know and to let everybody else who's even thinking about this, this is not a good idea. And when John Morant goes to this counseling thing, he might want to take his parents with him too. Mm.
Yeah, that's a good point, Claves. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll let you get back to your round of golf. Hope you have a great week, and we'll talk Man, to you next I'm week. I'm having a great round, so I'm, I'm good, bro. <laughs> you know, it, 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 can only go, it can only go downhill from here, so I'm having fun. Uh, Brooke, I'm looking forward to talking to you every Tuesday. Carrie, we got to catch up when I get back. You know, you guys still, you know, spring training still open. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, we've been talking about it every day. We, we would love uh, to be down there. Yes. We're going to have to make a trip. All right, we'll, we'll speak to management about that. <laughs> we will do that. Thank you, Claves. All right, Thank you. Guys you have a great week. You Thank too. That was Mike Claiborne joining us from Jupiter, Florida, and you know, great insight on the Cardinals baseball. Really, insight on everything. Claves is a a man of the people. He's he knows he everything and everyone. So.